Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Massive Attack Podcast. Welcome to my world. I'm Joe and with me is Mitch. G'day. And today we've decided for our mini that we are going to do something a little bit different and it will be something that will promote conversation, well, I think was the exact term that you said. I'll try. And yeah, we were sort of a little bit hard up for some topics of what we wanted to do. We've got a couple of things in the pipeline that we're thinking of, but that will require a bit more research than what we do for these minis. But Mitch has found this little website. I went to the internet. With, yes. Yeah, he's found a website that's got some, was it speed dating questions? No, I, I, that's what I put it to you as. Okay. No, I just typed in questions to get to know you better. I typed in that to Google and something came up. So it's just 100 getting to know you questions. We're not doing 100. Don't worry, people. It is a mini. Yes. Yes. So, so we'll, we figured we'll, we'll do a couple until we get a little bit bored or think we've done enough. And we may go back to the questions later. So the idea is just to promote conversation between the two of us. You listeners get to know us a little bit better. And hopefully, if you go to our social medias, you can give your answers to us about your answer to the questions. So, so yeah. yes, you can find us on Facebook. We are facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast, or we are the MA Podcast on Twitter. Mm. All righty, Mitch. So, All right, so I'm gonna, fire away. So the first question at you. Now, this is without notice, too. So I've, I'm going to have a little bit of warning because I'm going to read the question the and yeah. it gives me time to answer. So it's a bit hard on you, but you're a quick, quicker on the brain than me. I'm a bit slow, so I need that extra time. Who is your hero? Well, that is a bit of a tough question, but it is something that I have been asked before. Oh, okay. So I have a prepared answer. Excellent. And I would say Pendulette is actually oh, my hero. Nice. So most people know Pendulette as being the magician, as one half of Penn and Teller, mm-hmm. the loud, hairy one. But Pendulette is also quite an outspoken atheist. Libertarian. Libertarian. Mm-hmm. And general fountain of knowledge was probably the way you could put it. Yes. I've been listening to his podcast for a good two or three years now since he first started. I've been a big fan of him on television as part of Penn and Teller. Mm-hmm. I've watched pretty much all of the bullshit series. Yeah. And yeah, I just find him to be a really engaging person and I like his personal politics. So yeah, I think okay. if I would have to name a hero, yep. I would go with Pendulum. Now, okay, you've been prepared. You, you got an answer for this. Now, because you've 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 not tainted me, that's not the right word, but because you've gone pen, I'm sort of going in that same tangent. Now. Oh, you're going to go tell her? No, oh. no, but that's kind of cool. Yeah, so I, I have thought about this years ago, and they were all sporting people that were my heroes when I thought about it. It's like someone else talked about being a hero. I think someone died or this or that. And I remember it was when Jimmy Steins died. Yeah. And I was sort of like, that's the closest thing I've got to a hero. Because he was a he was a football player, a champion of the fo- of the Melbourne Football Club, which I barrack for, and he died prematurely of cancer. But he was an amazing story for football. He was a guy from Dublin, Ireland, who came to Australia to play a, a foreign game, yeah, and excelled and won the top trophy for the best player in the league. Yeah, you know, so it's it's a fair story in itself, and that's great. And he's got the longest unbroken streak of games in a player hit, you know, in yeah, ever so played no, by no the, weeks out for injury or no. anything like that. So it's an amazing story football-wise. Yeah. So, he, you know, not only his ability to play football, the, the journey he took to do it, and then that after his football career, you know, a lot of people go into the media or this and that, he started Reach, which was a group that helped wayward youth and homeless youth and all this sort of stuff. So yep. his, his career after footy is probably more important than his footy career, whatever. So he was sort of my... Hero for a while, this is years ago, when I was at his funeral. Oh, not, I wasn't personally invited. No, he we had were a there state funeral. Yeah. And I thought about it. This is the closest thing I've got to a hero. We hear other people say Rosa Parks or this, you know, 
like people who have actually done more yep. meaningful change than a sporting hero or someone who's a really good wrestler. So he would have been my hero for a while, but and that's altruistic sort of thing. He did really good. But now you've mentioned Penn, I'm thinking, I have been thinking a little lately that Kevin Smith is sort of a hero. Okay. In a way, because I listen to his podcast. He does a Fat Man Beyond which is a geek podcast. So it started off as Fat Man on Batman and he just talked Batman pretty much all the time. And then it became a more generic geek podcast where he'd have guests on and they'd talk stuff. And now him and his co-host Mark Bernardin run out of a, par- a bar with a live audience and they just do their podcast each, each week and they talk geeky stuff, like all the geeky news. But And I also listen to his Hollywood Babylon podcast and all this and I just love the way the guy talks. Like, he is passionate, he's articulate, and he loves all the things I love. And it's like, well, you've you've made it. You, you and Just this week he announced, well, this week that we record, he announced that he's bringing back his show running a new He-Man card. Yeah. Like, he's living the fucking dream. Now, it's, this is a very personal hero and the fact that this guy is living the life I want to live. Now, he's a massive stoner, I'm not. But apart from that, he, he's doing everything right. And it all starts with the movie Clerks. For me, because not, I mean, there were movies that were made for me, like Predator 2 or Terminator 2 or whatever. Yep. These are popular films made for a demographic, which is encompassing and money making. But Clerks was made for me. It was a mid 20s guy making a movie. He wrote a film, and I, haven't, I didn't think about it at the time. And I've heard him talk about it since because I forget who it was that he loved. He, there was a movie he liked and that was great, but who's making the movie for him? Yeah. So he wrote the movie for him because no one's writing a movie for that 20-something exactly. person. Exactly. And he and, funded it himself. He yeah. yeah, he just went out there and did it. Yeah, and, and, and that's what he did. And then when he says wrote for him, it's like, yeah, all right, there's plenty of movies for middle-class middle white guys. I, I don't mean that, but it's like – and he changed cinema. Him and Tarantino pretty much within a couple of years of each other. Yeah. That dialogue-driven, like, momentum of a movie where it's not action set pieces, it's not balls-to-the-wall comedy or whatever. But, you know, Woody Allen has a niche market for what he does. It's very clever and this and that. But Kevin Smith was writing geek humour into a movie script. That was not done. Writing to a level to a 20, mid-20s-year-olds was not done. He did a lot of things first. Like, you don't do Star Wars jokes in a movie. That was n- not no, done. No, you, you didn't talk about other movies in a movie. Oh. Kind of. Not, not to the level. Yeah. Not to, be, not to have a massive conversation around that. Like the conversation in Clerks where they're talking about... Yeah, contractors on the Death Star. <laughs> exactly. That, you know, Tarantino would do that, but it's sort of on a cooler level... You know, which is what's hip and cool about having a discussion this deep about these mundane sort of topics. But to go that one level deeper and go geek, you know, that Kevin Smith wrote for me. Like what you're talking about, what you're doing, this is, it felt like that. And then he did more rats, which was like, oh, again, bloody Stan Lee's in the fucking thing. It's like, you're making a movie for me. And then I went chasing Amy. He's getting older, a bit more mature. I didn't mature much, so it was like, it's a, you know, it was still cool because there was comic elements in it. But, you know, it, it, it was quite funny because I, I saw more rats with my girlfriend at the start of our relationship and I saw Chasing Amy with her after we broke up. So there was a nice, not nice, but there was a synergy to that. But anyway, so, yeah, so the fact that he did all these things and he made the movies and that's great and I followed his career and that's fine. Like, I, I enjoy his movies, but I've, I've followed him now more as a podcaster 
as a storyteller who's someone, his own personality, which I think is close to his personality. I think like so. Like the, the yeah. one that he presents on the podcast, and I've seen him do live, like spoken word. He seems pretty genuine. And I just love his just his take on life. And the fact that he is out, you know, wears it on his sleeve. He's a geek. These are the things I love. And that's where the podcasting started. He, he, he stopped making movies because no one wanted to see them. And he was making movies no one to see, admittedly. Well, Woody Allen's doing the same thing, I suppose. You've got your fans and they will see it and that's it. But even he's, he was starting to make movies that fans didn't want to see. One of his movies he made basically because he threw it out on the podcast. and sort of Well, went, that's what got him back into movies. Yeah. He got out. He's like, I'm done. He did Red State and basically I loved it. I thought it was really good, but no one cared. Yeah. And he was, he was an obnoxious self at the time where I think he went to Sundance or something to sell it. Yeah. And came out and made a big statement. Oh, I'm going to sell it to myself. I'm going to distribute it. And it was just being a big wanker. And, you know, mm. he, and he'll admit he's a dickhead for doing that sort of stuff. So he goes, all right, I'm done. I'm stop making movies. And he started podcasting. And he loves it because it's a, he is a storyteller by trade. And he's very good at it. Like Pendulette, he's, a, he's an he's orator. He's a talker. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, he did the podcast and that's where Tusk came about. One of his podcasts he did because he has many. Was he? They read an article that turned out to be bullshit, but they didn't know it at the time, and they and it spurned on them, him and his co-host talking about this idea for a film. Yeah, and it's like we're going to make this film. Why? It's like we just got it. It's, it's like so crazy. No one else is going to make it. We're going to do it. And that threw back to his clerk's mentality that no one's making the movies for me that I want to see. So I've got to make it myself. And that's where Tusk came from. And again, no one saw it, but it got him back into filmmaking. He's, he's in a happier place. He's doing a lot of directing in that for TV now. Yeah. So he does Supergirl and Flash and things like that, and he's happy. And he also does his 47 million podcasts. But he's just a great talker, and the fact that he loves this and he's not ashamed of it, he champions it, and he, he's been a champion a champion of it for 25 plus years. Yeah. You know, he had Daredevil in Jane Silent Bob straight back. Yeah. You know, they had the guy doing a somersault and he goes, comics. You know, Jay yells out comics at the time. Like, he... Loves this stuff and he doesn't want to do this. You're not going to see Kevin Smith directing a Marvel film. No. Because he knows. He goes, no, good directors make them. I don't. You know, he just wants to be a fan. He loves it. And that's that's what I do love about him, being a fan. And, yeah, so has he saved the world? No. Has he changed it? Mine, definitely. So he's not a great hero as far as, like, have they done the great things? But, um, yeah, all right, I'm going to say Kevin Smith. Cool. All righty. Should we move on to the next question? Yeah. We're not going to get through too many. No. All right, question two. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? This will be a shorter answer. See, this is another one that comes up every now and then. And I Who's asking you these questions? Well, it's one of those things that when you fill in, like, you know, questionnaires for work profiles and really? crap like that. Where do you work? Well, I can't say where I work. I work for the government. <laughs> but for me, I don't think it matters where I live. Like, I would like to visit lots of places. Mm. But for me, as long as I'm with my family and I have my friends and, you know, my internet connection, I don't think it matters. Yeah. So, yeah. So mm. that's not a very good question. It's not a very good answer. Right. No, I mean, I, I think I'm a Melbourne person. Like, it's where my stuff is. And when I say stuff, everything, like my friends, my family, yeah. my stuff, my actual stuff. But that's kind of true for me as well, because I've lived in coastal New South Wales for a little while. I lived Wales. in England, lived in Scotland, didn't live in Wales, but I've also lived in Adelaide when I was a teenager, and then I moved to Melbourne. And of all the places I've lived, I've I've been the longest in Melbourne, so I guess I have roots and foundations here in Melbourne. So, mm. yeah, I kind of... But I mean, I, 
I grew up in Watonia. I live in Bandura now. So I've moved a total <laughs> of like seven kilometres in my life. You lived in St Kilda Road for a little while. For a year. Yeah. So it's like I'm very much homebody as far as that goes. Where if I could live anywhere, I could choose where I lived in Melbourne. I wouldn't be Bandura. Like I, I don't mind Bandura, don't get me wrong. But if I could choose anywhere. Greensboro. No, 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 no. I probably, I love Northcote. Okay. Or actually West Garth to be more specific. I would love to live in West Garth hmm. because it's the West Garth cinemas there, which I have fond memories of for being the Valhalla for a long time. Now it's just a palace cinema, so it's still it's still a nice cinema, but it's not the boutique cinema that it was that played retro movies. But that would have been great. Yeah, so if I could choose and live anywhere, it would be something like that. If money was not option, then obviously you're looking at other things. You know, East Melbourne would be kind of cool too, but, you know. Yeah. I can't afford that, that's for sure. And depends on the situation as well. If I was just living, I didn't need to work and stuff like that. You know, Mornington Peninsula somewhere down there would be nice too. So, it would. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, so it'll definitely be Melbourne if I had to live anywhere. But London and New York are pretty damn cool. But again, it's all money and job and exactly. everything like that. So, yeah. so yeah, it's a hard one to answer because I don't know. I mean, yeah, New York's awesome. If I had a steady income and a job I loved, and yeah, New York would be great. Same with LA. LA's a piece of shit, but it can work for you. And it's cool if you know what to do and you make it work. But And Hawaii is fantastic, but if you want to live in Hawaii, you need three jobs to afford to live in Hawaii. Really? Yes. Hmm. So okay. it's, it's, you know, there's great places. But to live is hard. That's a hard one. Hmm. All right. Should we do well, one more? What about suburb for you? Oh, uh, suburb. Like where you all right. are? I'm, I kind of like where I am. I would like to be probably a little bit closer to the city. I have lived in Brunswick before, and I quite like Brunswick. I've lived in and shitty suburbs before. Beer and, and you drink. Exactly. So and what's yeah. That brew. What is it? IPAs and pale ales. I don't know craft beer. Yeah, craft beer. Yeah. So you I'm, got your beard, and you like your craft beer. Of course, you like Brunswick. I could. I could live in Collingwood. But no, I don't think I would. I think Brunswick is probably the nice sort of close enough to the city to be, you know, inner city and further enough out so you're not actually dealing with all the dickheads that live in the inner city. So, yeah. Hmm. All right, should we do one more? All right. What is your biggest fear? Well, if we want to talk legitimate fears, I hate moths. Because <laughs> <laughs> moths are evil butterflies. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid of spiders. Uh, <laughs> It depends on how literal you want to go with the question. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. Literal? What's my biggest fear or what am I afraid of? <laughs> so it's the different question. You can. <laughs> <laughs> However you want to answer it. Well, yes. I'm, so you're, you're scared of moths? I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like the little dust on their wings and stuff. And being a six foot four lad and every time a moth comes in the room and I'm like, oh, there's a moth. <laughs> and my wife will sit there and go, it's just a moth, get over it. And now my kids, like when they see moths, they go, look, dad, there's a moth. <laughs> so they obviously know. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't know. Other than that, I think if I want to go on a more esoterical level, I fear that I will grow up to be like how my parents were. Mm-hmm. And I will then turn into my dad on my kids, which is kind of more on a, a different level to being actually afraid of moths. Yes. They're t- t- very two different things. <laughs> well, they're very much two different things. So I don't, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It depends on whether I want to go, yeah, literally what am I afraid of or what is my biggest fear? So anyway, what about you, Mitch? Me? Um, I, don't, I don't want moths. They're all right. Spiders are a bit creepy, but I can look at them. Because there's people out there just even a photo of a spider is enough to freak them out. Yeah, but I don't. Well, like my wife will see some, a spider and it's like kill it. It's like it's it's fine. Leave it. It's, it's not doing any damage. 
one, I don't want to go near it, but it's, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like killing things either if, no. I, if I can help it. So it's a healthy respect for spiders. Yes, there's a respect there. And again, like being a six foot four bloke with this tiny little thing and you realise how big are we are to them is ridiculous yet I'm the one a bit freaked out by you. Hmm. And I try to explain that to my son when he sees something he's freaked out by. So I goes, this, it's like, it's scared of you, buddy. It's fine. It doesn't want to go near you. It's going to run away if anything. And think how big you are compared to it. But yeah, in my head, I still got to think that. It's not a fear. I don't like being dirty. Like I, you know, <laughs> but as you're a, dirty Uncle Mitch. I know, different dirty. Um, <laughs> no, but mud and things like that. I don't like, I hate washing dishes and getting shit on my hair. Not, uh, real actual shit and others. And, and well, when you're a parent, it's one you, of those you get occupational shit. hazards. But just, yeah, I don't like getting down the mud. Once you're sort of there and done, I suppose if you played footy and you got there and once you're muddy, you're fine. But I don't, hmm. a bit icky. Yeah. It's not, I don't, I don't know if that's a fear or not. Maybe it is. I think we've completely missed the point of this question. Fear of being alone. I don't know. Fear of public speaking. I just can't do it. I just can't talk to people. Well, it's just the two of us here. It's yeah, it's fine. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Nothing off the top of my head. Hmm. And then let's go to another one here. Uh, one more. What is your favourite family vacation? Uh, how about you start on this one and then I'll come back to it. All right. Um, well, when I say family, I'm going to go two parts. All right. So, first part is me as a kid. I'll probably say... New Zealand was my family and a friend of the family, like their family as well. So eight of us in a minibus driving around New Zealand in 1981. So it was just cool. Like I've never been on a plane and all that sort of stuff. So it was just, I never seen snow. And it was just sort of like an adventure. Every day you're in the bus and you're off to somewhere else and it was all sort of cool. So as a kid or a youngster, that was kind of cool. As far as with that side of the family, as an adult, I can't really say my current family because they're too young. We've only really been to Queensland, so that'd be it. And Georgia was only two months old at the time. So it wasn't really much of a vacation in that way that we went to movie world and stuff like that. But yeah, all too young to really appreciate. So as far as family, favorite family vacation, my current family now hasn't happened yet. Okay. So yeah, if we, if we talk about families in that way, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Hmm. All right. Well, it, if we want to go that way as well. When we were kids, I come from a rather large family. I'm the youngest of five. There's quite an age difference between me and my oldest sister. So she was pretty much out and earning a job and earning a living and out on her own by the time that most of us were hanging around. But I don't really remember having a lot of complete family holidays. I can remember my dad taking me and two of my sisters camping a lot to give my mum a break. And there was a few of those that I can remember from sort of like the early 70s, sorry, late 70s, early 80s, where we would just jump in a caravan and we would go down the coast in New South Wales from... You're a traveller. No. Mm. I, I don't enjoy the travelling aspect, but I enjoy the destination. Mm -hmm. And I always remember just sort of camping in the caravan park and swimming off the pier. And they, they weren't really holidays. They were more kind of weekends away. Yeah. But yeah, I was never a huge fan of sitting in the back of the station wagon for hours driving places. No. We didn't and have iPads back then. No. And you just and had you the, barely had Walkman. Or you had the radio and you'd drive around well, and you'd, you'd have lose to find the a station, yeah. yeah. 
So I I don't remember a lot of fun family holidays from when I was yeah. little. As far as current family holidays now, I've only ever had one really big overseas trip with my family, and that was a few years ago when we went to Fiji with the kids. And it oh, was hang actually on, we went to New Zealand this year. You did. I forgot about that. Yeah, it wasn't that favourite. No. Anyway, go on. But yeah, I can I can remember going to Fiji with the family a few years ago, and it was the first time we'd stayed in a proper resort, and the kids got to do kids club, and then we got to do adult stuff while the kids were in kids club, and then Could we would tell you what they did in kids club. They do. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. So the first rule of kids club is not no. talking about kids club. Well, the first day they were in kids club, my youngest got stung by a bee, which is quite bad because I'm allergic to bees and we didn't know that he was going to be allergic to bees or not. So when we so went that's to pick a fear them up, you should have. Well, yes. Is bees, not moss. No. But when we went to pick them up, the facilitator came back and went, oh, Angus got stung by a bee, but he's okay. And we we're like, are you all right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was fun. We got to do cultural things from another country and also hang out in a resort that was probably 90% Australians. So Now, back to your moth thing. Yeah. Mothra? Not a fan. Doesn't? No? No. You don't even like Mothra? You, no. You don't even comprehend? No. Okay. Cool, I, cool, 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 cool. I didn't really like the Mothman prophecies. I didn't think that was a good movie. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Hmm. One, one more. One more. All right. Five keep questions is a good number. Five questions right. is a good number. What would you change about yourself if you could? <clears throat> don't go too deep. No. Well, you can if you want. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'll go first if you want. All right. You go first. I wish I ate better. And I don't mean I wish I ate healthier, which I do, but I was a fussy eater as a kid. And, and you're a fussy eater I'm as still a fussy eater. <laughs> now I'm better, but I'm still a fussy eater. And I envy people who just go, I'm going to try that and just eat whatever they want. Yep. I, I cannot do that. I, I, I know what I like and I eat that a lot and I eat a lot of shit. When it comes to trying new stuff, I don't go to a restaurant, look at a menu and go, Oh, that looks interesting. It's like, where's something I know? Yeah. And I'll order that. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this before. I was thinking of you the other day, actually, because I was watching a cooking show on television. And it's one of those sort of shows where they have blind judging. And one of the judges comes out and eats all the food. And one of them was like octopus marinated in something. And then one of the other ones had pig's blood in it. And it was kind of like, well, if you're going to do this, you want to have a pretty good palate that mm. you would be able to sit there and go, yes, I will eat this. I'm a little bit like you, whereas there are things that I know I don't like and I won't eat it. But mm-hmm. I'm also a little bit more adventurous. But I really don't like seafood. No, I don't do seafood. So as soon as someone said, you know, this is whole fish, I would go, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I don't see seafood. It's not that I don't like seafood. I just don't want it. Yeah. Now, you know how some people don't can't have cilantro? Yeah. I said to say that because I want to say basil. Because to some people it tastes like battery acid. Are you going to change the name to Anthony? Maybe. Rather than Anthony? Mm. I don't like onions. Now, I know it's just a thing. Yeah, people say I don't like onions, whatever. Get a kebab, no onions. No no fucking onion, anything, thank you. Mm. I can eat it cooked down in a bolognese and shit like that, but I don't do – well, I don't do salad for a start and I don't do salad onions, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, when you go to Bunnings and get your fucking sausage chisel yeah. and they automatically put fucking onions on, get the fucking off. I don't want that. Don't even scrape it off because it's a flavour I don't like. Now, I think I have a reaction to onions because I can tell if it's in things and I do get a like a um, heartburny sort of effect from it. Yep. And I get it from apples sometimes too and carrots as well. So it's sort of like it's a, it's a reaction to it's nothing that's going to affect me badly. I just know. Maybe you're a fructose intolerant. Maybe. I have a lot of sugar though. I doubt it. I have a lot of fruit. Yeah. So anyways, I just don't like onions. And 
my mum always used to try and sneak it into foods. It's like, there's onions in this here and there. She goes, I told her I cut them out small and you wouldn't notice. It's like, I know. So <laughs> I reckon maybe I just don't like it because they're not good for me. Hmm. I'm thinking. But, yeah, I, I am so envious of people who can just go and eat anything. Like when you go to a, a do where they're coming around with the canapes or all those sort of things and you're looking going, no, I'm not going to eat anything on that tray. And you're fucking hungry by the end. And you're doing Macca's run on the way home because you didn't eat enough. Because you, I don't eat enough shit. Whereas, like, why can't I just try something new? And I always felt bad going to, like, I didn't want to stay at friends' places for dinner and things like that. Because I didn't know what they were going to serve. And asking the questions. And as an adult, when I'm still there going, oh, what are they going to cook? Because I don't want to embarrass them. I don't want to embarrass myself. And it really is something. If I could change anything, I wish I could eat anything. And also... I exercise quite a bit, but I'm still a fat cunt because <laughs> I don't eat better. Yeah. You know, I, I can eat okay if I want, but it's very limiting. If I ate tuna and fucking salads and was happy to do that, I'd feel fucking awesome. Yeah. But pizza's fucking great and so are kebabs. Why would you want to change that? So, yeah, if I could change anything, that would be it. If I could just turn around and say I could eat anything, that would be... I, I, Sure, I'd love to be an, a nicer person and not be such a cunt, but fuck that. <laughs> what I want to do, because I'm selfish and I don't want to fix that, I wish I ate better and could eat anything. That would be the thing I would change about myself. Okay. All right. Well, now that I've had a little bit of time to think, I was going to say I wish I didn't need to have to wear glasses, but if you want to go more on a personal level, because it would be nice to not have to wear glasses. That's true. That's like true. when you wake up in the morning, you can like look at your clock without having to put your glasses on. So you know what time it is. True. But if I would have to change anything, I wish I was a little bit more spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that if I want to do something, I will sort of sit there for ages thinking, well, do I want to do that? Do I really want to do that? Who else is doing that? What will happen if I do that sort of thing? So I kind of wish that I could be the sort of person that just goes, fuck it, I'm going to do it, and then worry about the consequences afterwards mm-hmm. rather than, sitting there going, well, if I do this, how will the other people feel and, and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I, I really wish I was a bit more of a spur-of-the-moment person. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. both of us wish we didn't have anxiety is what you <laughs> well, Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, cool. I think this worked really well. I think it did too. We, yeah. We've learned a few things. Yeah. We've kind of delved a bit deeper with a few things. Yeah. And now everyone knows that I'm afraid of moths. So, <laughs> yeah. Well done. So send your gifts some moths. Oh, I think I could look at a picture of a moth. Mm-hmm. It's just the actual moths. Yeah. Do you remember when they had that plague of moths? No. And we had those like giant black moths, I think the bogon moths they call them. Mm-hmm. This is going back a long time. This is back when I was in high school. I, I think that's where it came from. Okay. I, I think it comes from like rocking up at high school and going to your locker and the, the room where the lockers were in was just filled with like carcasses of moths. Wow. And you had no, to I like stand remember. on them and there was like a crunch. <laughs> anyway, that, that's enough about moths. I think this has worked well, but it would be nice if people jumped on our socials and actually told us what they thought. What's your favourite family holiday or or, or what do you feel the most? Did you like us being a bit more personal rather than just giving us our opinion on things? Mm. But anyway, we'll be back with a regular episode in a couple of weeks and we'll be back with another one of these minis. We may continue with these questioning. We may not. We may have a topic. We might. Hmm. Who knows? And until then, thank you, Mitch. Thank you. And thank you for coming up with the questions. Not a problem.
Show me where.